We float miles above a massive city. Now below us, all we see is clouds. But if we could see through the cloud cover, we would see buildings of every description, from mud huts to massive skyscrapers, stretching from horizon to horizon in every direction. We descend through the clouds to the grim twilight of the cobblestone streets below. Rain is falling all around us, and the buildings on either side of us hem us in, as if we were in a maze. In the distance, we see broad bands of multicolored light cutting through the sky. We begin to approach one of these broad bands of light, and as we move along the street, the buildings on either side are lit at first by cheery candlelight. You hear laughing and the sounds of people being people inside them. As we progress, we begin passing businesses lit by cold, constant mage light. Here we hear the sounds of industry and people at work. But the closer we get to the rift in the sky, the more the buildings look abandoned. We still see the flicker of candlelight, but it becomes much less warm and much more desperate. The people around us become a little bit more afraid at the edges. Eventually, we reach the end of the inhabited part of this section of the city. Above us, the lights flicker and dance, casting eerie shadows on the ground around us. This signifies that we are officially in the shifts, a region of sin where the laws of physics and reality are a bit more fluid. It is here that we find a large rectangular stone building. This building is completely undecorated except for a large plaque at the front door that reads Central Bank. In contrast to the areas around it, this is not abandoned. There are people coming and going constantly, it is brightly lit, there are guards. It is obviously a very busy place. And we go inside. The interior of the building is clean and businesslike. There are a few tasteful paintings on the walls and not much other decoration. There is a rug leading up to the teller counter, and each of the tellers, there's about ten, have a long line of people waiting to do business with them. As people get to the teller, they speak for a little bit, the teller makes some hand signs and sings and then they exchange whatever it is they're exchanging. We focus in on a man. He is not well-dressed, but his clothes are well-made. He is probably not poor, but he could be. It's hard to tell. The man approaches the counter. 
I'd like to make a withdrawal and a deposit. Of course, sir. Why don't we start with the deposit and go from there? No, I'd like to start with the withdrawal. Okay, sir. I suppose we can do it that way. Just let me see what we're looking at here. Uh, oh. Oh my, sir. You have almost a full legend here. How much would you like to withdraw? All of it. All, all of it? Sire, that can be quite a bit of renown to be walking around with, are you? I'm sure. Well, that's highly irregular. Why withdraw everything, then make a deposit? I want to hold it to see what it feels like. Hmm. Well, I suppose it is your renown. Let me just... The teller makes some hand signs and begins to hum to himself. After a few bars, several squirrels along with some shimmering silver threads and coins appear in his hands. The teller then pushes the hoard across the counter to the man who picks it all up. Now about that deposit. The man takes a deep breath. And suddenly... Silvery light, flecked with gold, begins to stream towards his chest. I'd like to deposit a secret. A secret? Of course, sir. Would you like me to put up a... Sir, you're taking in a lot of renown. Are you going to deposit it? It seems kind of a waste. The secret teller is this. My son came to me a while back saying he'd found good work with the bank. Sir, I'm beginning to become a little uncomfortable with the amount of renown you're holding. Maybe slowly... Good work with the bank, teller. And he began to allude to some secret that was going to make him real important. I thought it was dangerous, but I wanted the boy to make his own choices. Then he stopped writing. Sir, for your safety and mine, I'm going to have to ask you to stop and recertify your renown immediately. <laughs> it's much too late for that, boy. Anyway, I show up and ask around, and everybody who knew him said the same thing. He got involved with the bank. Then they'd all tap their noses and give each other real significant looks, and I understood. You killed him. Your bank killed my son. At this point, the man is glowing like a small sun, and the more intelligent among the clientele and tellers begin to hustle towards the door. Sir, what are you doing? That is not safe, and you're clearly not trained to hold that much. So here's my secret. Your bank killed my son, and now you're going to pay for it. Sir, sir, please... Don't! Guards! Guards! Boom! The Sea of Stars, a new 2E actual play podcast, coming July 31st, wherever podcasts are found.